the land that is about to be annexed, uh, if the plan does go through, is land that was illegally occupied by Israel as a result of the 1967 war. Uh, the United Nations has issued many resolutions, as you have uh, mentioned, uh, calling upon Israel to withdraw from these territories. Of course, because these resolutions weren't followed by any actions such as sanctions, etc., Israel was never held accountable for its actions. So it started on building illegal settlements on this occupied land in violation of international law. It has ignored all calls from the, uh, the international uh, community to stop the building of settlements. Now, it's clear that annexation is illegal according to international law. Um, annexation and uh, territorial conquest is forbidden under the Charter of the United Nations. But would that stop Israel? Uh, the answer is no. The Palestinians feel that they are left alone to fight this continuation of land grabs. There are 66,000 Palestinians that live in the area expected to be annexed. For years have suffered from the continuation of land grab, of harassment, uh, from illegal settlers in the area, to the Israeli authorities, to the army, closing off large areas of land, turning them into military zones where the farmers wouldn't be able to access their own land that Israel has been trying to reduce um, over the years the number of Palestinian farmers um, and Palestinians that live there. Uh, there are restrictions, uh, water restrictions, that are only uh, for Palestinians. Add to that large numbers of military checkpoints that make the Palestinians' life impossible. Uh, the Palestinians' fear is that once annexed, uh, these lands won't be able, um, the, the, uh, the Palestinian farmers won't be able to get to them, and they won't be able to get to the uh, Jordan River. After this, that the Palestinians do not have an airport uh, after Israel has destroyed their only airport in Gaza. Uh, the only way for them to access the outside world is through a sand border with Jordan that they uh, would no longer be able to access once annexation is implemented and takes place. They will cut completely from uh, accessing uh, the Jordan River and the outside world. And the Jordan Valley is known to the Palestinian as the breadbasket for the Palestinians in the West Bank. Once an economic situation over there and conditions overall in the West Bank will go from bad to worse. I was there in January and can't possibly imagine how will the people over there be able to endure anymore. Certainly. Now, you mentioned before that while there has been, you know, I guess, some action from the international community in regard to uh, specific uh, United Nations Security Council resolutions, as well as at least, you know, on paper, some, uh, you know, countries expressing their, their disappointment and their anger at the actions of Israel. But, uh, you know, and, and it would seem at least much of the so-called international community is at least formally and legally opposed to Israel's occupation of the West Bank. And as I said, they're particularly those United Nations Security Council resolutions, uh, 242 mm -hmm. and 338, which actually call for the withdrawal of Israeli forces to the pre-1967 borders. Yet, as you're saying earlier, that you know the response of the UN and the major of Western powers to Netanyahu's annexation plans has been muted, at best. Uh, you know, can the Palestinians really rely on the international community for support? Israel's annexation of part of the occupied West Bank has been fiercely criticized uh, by the Palestinians and the international community at large. 
but words are not enough, as I, um, I always say. Um, yes, the international community has offered strong condemnation, but that isn't enough for Israel to stop and think again. Not enough to hold Israel accountable. Um, the Trump administration is adopting Netanyahu's position fully. The pressure from the U.S. is to slow down, but it's not strong enough to stop the annexation. On the other hand, the U.N. has expressed its concern and pointed out that uh, the annexation, was, um, if it was implemented, would be the most serious violation of international law and will harm the possibility of any more peace negotiations and called upon Israel to abandon the annexation plan. And so has Italy, England, Turkey, and so many other countries. Um, so did the Arab countries. Um, Jordan especially has been speaking up against it uh, because it's one of the countries that's going to be uh, affected by it. Um, um, uh, but um, still, it's, 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 that still works. There's no accent. Um, I can mention as well that Australia, for the first time, has voiced its concern about the potential annexation of the Jordan Valley and parts of the West Bank. It has done that a little late, I have to say, but I guess it's better than nothing. We would have um, preferred uh, a clear condemnation, but I guess it's a good start for Australia. Uh, it is important to point out that the Palestinians in the Jordan Valley and the West Bank never stopped fighting um, uh, uh, legally, uh, that, that sort of uh, the moves of the Israelis over the years legally, uh, and they always uh, were hopeful because they knew that they're backed up by the international law. Their fear now is that by annexing the Jordan Valley um, and parts of uh, uh, the West Bank, what is illegal will become legal, and their case will be forgotten. So that's the danger that the Palestinians are facing. Uh, and that's why the pressure on um, uh, the, the, the international community is hardened because we, we need them to speak up, push their governments to actually take action, not just words of condemnation. We're speaking to Hiba El Farah from Friends of Palestine, Western Australia. Now, Hiba, the annexation plans are very much in line with the supposed Middle East peace plan unveiled by US President Donald Trump and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, back in January. How much do you think Netanyahu's annexation plan depends on support from the United States? And is there any prospect of a change in policy if Joe Biden were to win the presidency in November? What we know is that the U.S. has made itself complicit and a partner in the war crime uh, with Israel by annexing Jerusalem, recognizing it as uh, the capital of Israel and deciding to move its embassy there, defying all the international uh, law and U.N. resolutions such as 252. And recently, with the so-called deal of the century that the Palestinians like to refer to as the steel of the century, the U.S. administration is giving Israel at the moment a free pass on everything, from the recognition uh, of Jerusalem, as I said, as a capital of Israel, recognition of the Golan Heights as part of Israel, cutting the funding on the UNRWA and many other Palestinian relief agencies, and the plan to liquidate Palestinian refugee rights. The U.S. has proven over the years that it isn't an honest broker. Now, one of the reasons that is pushing Netanyahu to move towards the annexation sooner than later is time. The clock is ticking for Netanyahu, and there are elections happening in the U.S., and Biden has in the past clearly opposed annexation, 
So I do think that Netanyahu will move forward with his plans once he gets the green light. And if there wasn't enough pressure to stop him, I think he'll go ahead. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump himself is using this as a last card to play in his elections too. Uh, the U.S. Democratic presidential candidate Biden um, has warned uh, Israel uh, that the planned annexation um, would be a huge mistake. But in saying that, I'm not in any way saying that Biden will be better in terms of pushing for giving the Palestinians their equal rights. He made it clear that he is uh, opposing the annexation because it would greatly harm Israel internationally and among its strongest supporters. So by saying that, um, he, um, he, he really wants Israel's best as well. Um, but still, him winning the elections means that we will not be dealing with Trump who has, along with his son-in-law, uh, been trying so hard to serve the Israeli agenda. Though they receive precious little coverage in the Western press, there is, of course, ongoing constant protest activities taking place, both within Palestine itself and as well through the international solidarity movement. Can you tell us what kind of resistance there has been on the ground from Palestinians uh, to Netanyahu's plans? Are there ongoing protests and resistance? Uh, the Palestinians have made it clear that they see this plan as an existential uh, threat. Uh, for the first time, the Palestinian Authority is finally mirroring what their people's stance is, and the Palestinian officials have, have threatened to abolish bilateral agreements with Israel if it does go ahead with annexation. And they react by saying that they're going to cut all communication with Israel and they will stop security cooperation. Um, which in my view should have happened a long time ago. But in saying that, the Palestinians themselves feel that they have been left fighting this battle alone. Because although internationally there has been enormous support from the international solidarity movements around the world, even though the COVID-19 has been the main worry, uh, but that hasn't stopped people from taking the streets, uh, protesting the plan of annexation to add pressure on their government to actually do something. Uh, here in Australia and around the world, people have expressed their worry on a situation that is bound to kill any hope of peace uh, in the region. But unless the international community takes action, it would be paving the way for Israel to create an official apartheid regime. If the annexation goes through, in that case, Israel's next step, step should be to formally declare itself as an apartheid state. So the Palestinians are fighting that by taking the streets uh, uh, trying to oppose it, uh, uh, but but they need uh, the support of the international community as well uh, for the voices to be amplified and heard as well. Just finally, Hiba, on that, what can our listeners do if they're concerned about the annexation or they just want to act in solidarity with the Palestinians that are still enduring this ongoing, uh, one of the longest ongoing occupations in, in, our, in our world? What can people uh, here in Perth and in Australia do to support and act in solidarity with uh, Palestinian people? Um, it's very important uh, for people to try and uh, uh, read uh, different uh, um, different views because um, if they uh, would depend on a, a mainstream media, they're not going to get the clear picture of what's happening on the ground. Um, they can uh, either uh, join us on front, in front of Palestine um, and uh, learn more about what's going on. Uh, they can um, um, follow uh, 
uh, lots of other uh, Palestinian um, grassroots organizations. Uh, they can uh, read more about the history of the conflict and where uh, where it started and how did we get here. Uh, there is lots of organizations that they can um, go online and, and, and check out to, to, to get more information, be more well-informed and not rely on mainstream uh, media. Like uh, they can, um, uh, as I said, Friends of Palestine, BDS Australia, uh, APAN, uh, lots of other uh, organizations that would be able to give them enough info information about what's happening on the ground that they won't be getting uh, um, if they read uh, um, the newspapers that are here or just uh, rely, as I said, on uh, the mainstream media.